Hello, 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 and welcome to Capital Music, your NCDF podcast, where we focus on fresh ideas and what really matters to bringing in innovative financing solutions to the most vulnerable in emerging markets. I'm Eduardo Tanchoni, your host, and you can find Capital Musings on your preferred streaming platform or on dedicated website, podcast.uncdf.org. This is another episode on our mini-series called The Cyphering Doha, where we sit down and work through together the draft program of action that will guide priorities and work in the list of our countries over the next decade. If you haven't done so already and you're new to this podcast, welcome. And also, please allow me to strongly suggest that you listen in to the previous episodes of this mini-series, as I may refer to some elements in between chapters now and then. So this week, I'm so excited to be sharing with you a very in-vogue section around innovation and what that entails in emerging markets. We all live through the digital area and we all feel how it impacts each and every one of us differently. So this chapter is an opportunity for us to look through what innovation and technology may feel for worlds that are far away from us. Or it may also be a chance for us to closely relate to the realities we may live in our daily life. That's the beauty of the policy work we do, as well as the member states in this instance did, to ensure that the provisions, directions and commitments put forward in this program of action, for instance, work for everyone and that everyone can feel embedded in it. And most importantly, the most vulnerable and marginalized feel strongly reflected upon, listened and heard by it. So this second chapter is called Leveraging the Power of Science, Technology and Innovation, or STI, to fight against multidimensional vulnerabilities to achieve the sustainable development goals. So this chapter talks about STI and the role in achieving the 2030 Agenda, in achieving the SDGs, the global goals, and more broadly, the least developed countries in reaching their graduation over the next decade and beyond. So let's decipher together this title. So leveraging the power of science, technology, and innovation to fight against multidimensional vulnerabilities to achieve the SDGs. Especially the second half of it, which alludes to the multidimensional aspects and specificities that digital and STI may bring and its core role that it may play in unlocking the achievement of the SDGs. So this is an aspect, the one around multidimensionality, that has already resonated quite extensively in the previous chapter around investing in people and something that we may also see when looking at sustainability, sustainable finance or ESG investing. So in the simplest terms, it entails the environmental, economic, social and governance dimensions of STI and in the intrinsic vulnerabilities that these may entail for emerging economies like the least developed countries. So closely related to that is the 2030 agenda dimensions that come into play as well. That the program of action urges development practitioners to look at and 
the implications that SDI may have on people, planet, and prosperity very concretely. So the draft program of action is fully cognizant of this multifaceted nature that SDI plays and clearly highlights its unique value and role in accelerating progress and pace around aspects like economic diversification, transformation, productivity, and competitiveness. So all these four aspects that gotta work for people, for planet, for prosperity, as well as allow for LDCs to fully participate in the global economy, which is something very, very important. The POA calls for accelerated investment and scaling innovation and tech solutions for the most pressing problems for the LDCs. And here we see a highlight around digital literacy and digital skills that are perceived, that are presented as a prerequisite that is essential to bridge the digital divides. Here, a clear delineation of gaps in access to and capacity to adopt technologies by LDCs is rampant. So there's then a recognition of the lack of achievements and lags in major indicators around STI as part of the implementation of the IPOA or Istanbul Program of Action, which ran from 2011 to 2020 and is the previous program of action to the one we're talking about today. And this is quite unique. This is a very direct reference of some showbacks and drawbacks of the previous program of action, which is something that we must recognize and it's something very peculiar for this program of action itself. So the current POA then makes references to the global indicators to really give a larger, a bigger picture of the status quo and references the global innovation index with very few LDC economies that improved the rankings of those that went down the ranks, possibly due to the COVID-19 pandemic and other stresses that we all felt. So how to move forward, how to change it, how to improve it. This chapter really discerns three main action areas that the program of action would work towards when it comes to SDI. And the first one is around access. And not only access in general terms, but access to modern technologies and their implications for sustainable development. So what these would mean is building human capital, building infrastructure, building institutions that can play an active role in unleashing the full potential of what we call now the fourth industrial revolution. So the POA recalls the importance of access to internet, of access to know-how and technologies as paramount indicator and enabler of structural transformation. Without it, the LDCs cannot fully comprehend and take advantage of the benefits the ICT revolution can really bring to them and their people. So there's an acknowledgement of the advancement of internet access in LDCs to 19% in 2019 against 5% in 2011. Yet the program of action highlights that 800 million people in LDCs today do not have access to the internet. And how this brings about severe and prominent digital divides. So without expansion in the national infrastructure, 
LECs face the risk of falling into a low equilibrium trap that would only further accentuate if no action is taken. So what kind of targets are we looking at? We're looking at investing in research and development and capacity development at large and investing in infrastructure. We are looking at promoting transfer of technologies, enabling ecosystems for innovation and creativity in LDCs. And also we're looking at strengthening national science institutes to promote local innovations and move away from low value added natural resources and technology and mitigate negative impacts of emerging new and disruptive technologies. The commitments of the international community relate to strengthen infrastructure to reduce all types of inequalities and build resilience to shocks, something that we talked quite a lot about in the Investing in People chapter, the first one, so the previous episode. Moving on, providing universal and affordable access to internet, addressing all challenges that are unique to the LDC context, including the need for a variety of internet plans that cater for different income levels, for example, or improve rural coverage through universal service funds. And here, the variety of internet plans and rural coverage are clear examples of the specificities of this challenge, despite how technology and innovation make part of our daily life and the changes we need to embrace, especially in LDCs. So there's a commitment to identifying underserved communities here and the importance of promoting digital access for the poor, excluded and those in vulnerable situations with a clear reference to uh, women and girls, as well as nurturing the power of competitive technologies and competitive industries for LDCs and beyond. So there's a commitment then to incorporating emerging technologies for SDGs into sectors such as agriculture, manufacturing and service sectors, as well as the need to strengthen science policy interface with stronger partnerships with academics of science, universities, etc. Something that we've talked a lot about in previous episodes in this larger season around Road to Doha and our talks with the Uniwider director some weeks ago and importance of for science policy interface and universities and academics from the South for the South and their voices to be heard to bring about change in LDCs over the next decade and beyond. So there's a highlight around the importance of enhancing cybersecurity capabilities to mitigate against cyber threats and boosting cyber resilience awareness across all strains of society. On the move from low value to higher technology products, there is a reference to more effective integration into global value chains or GVCs to build productive capacities, diversify export metrics and gain greater shares in emerging digital economy. These last two elements are also explicative of the global nature that digitalization or digitization bring about, especially around innovation and the interconnectedness across countries. Something that further emphasizes the importance of leaving no one behind, leaving no LDC behind in the digital era. Moving on, we have the second big bucket 
which relates to STR in relation to development and recovery from the COVID-19 pandemic, where the draft program of action highlights how the pandemic underscores the pressing need for LDCs to elevate STI and digital solutions at policy and operational levels. But what does that mean in practice? It means improving infrastructure, improving access and connectivity, but also investment in MSMEs working on internet and digital spheres, promoting productive capacities and competitiveness, and developing competitive digital innovation ecosystems that are resilient to further pandemic and most importantly, are fit for purpose for the LVCs. Very, very important. Now let's talk about the digital divides and what different iterations these may unfold in practice. So the program of action does a great job at it, fully discerning what dualities and what relationships we may be looking at in terms of digital divides and how those are similar yet unique impossible actions or innovations that may require application to. I'm talking about rural-urban divides with infrastructure needed to be extended in the last mile. I'm talking about youth and older persons, meaning accessibility and diverse needs that this would entail and the different starting points people would be at when it comes to the digital world. And lastly, I'm talking about, of course, gender-based digital divides, recognizing once again the disproportionate effects that the stresses and shocks, for instance, have on women, as we talked extensively about in the previous episode on investing in people. Now here, the chapter looks at the UN Technology Bank as the focal point for LDCs to strengthen the science, tech and innovation capacity for structural transformation and productive capacity development. Here, there is an invitation to member states as well as international organizations, foundations, and the private sector to provide voluntary financial and in-kind resources to enhance the bank capacity and effectiveness, as well as um, appreciation to the host country, Turkey, for the full support to the bank system, its establishment in June 2018. Coming to a close, we have the third and last section of this chapter, that is fully dedicated to the promotion of private sector engagement, digitalization, and broadband connectivity. Here, we talk about ensuring digital inclusion, enabling digital development, at both basic infrastructure as well as human capital levels. And we're talking about referencing back the Secretary General Roadmap for Digital Cooperation, with its vision for inclusive, equitable, and safe digital future for all. Here, we have very quantitative targets around broadband internet user penetrations reaching 35% for 2025, or doubling broadband internet user penetrations to reach 70% by 2031. Here, we're talking about increasing finance from all sources, to support the development of domestic digital, data, and AI infrastructure, including by leveraging existing investment guarantee arrangements and recognizing the untapped potential of LDC creative industries to create full and productive employment and decent work.
This is crucial to support entrepreneurship, to support innovation, and to encourage formalization of growth of SMEs that are so essential, we cannot stress it enough, for the promotion of social inclusion and eradicating poverty, especially in LDC contexts. Lastly, the member states make a commitment to protecting and promoting the status of artists, the status of cultural professionals, and encourage artists' inclusion in the digital ecosystem, including for appropriate intellectual property frameworks. Something very crucial to fully take stock of and acknowledge certain perspectives in the emerging sphere towards graduation and development. That's it. The chapter concludes with this fine note on artists, something some may not necessarily expect, but it's there and very refreshing to see through this angle in emerging economies, especially. This episode was around STI, science, technology and innovation, and how it may work and it should work for LDCs and their people. For LDCs and by LDCs on the draft program of action. You listen to Deciphering Doha mini series on Capital Musings, UNCDF podcast where we focus on fresh ideas that make finance work for the poor. And this week, that make STI work for the LDCs. If you like this episode, please give it a thumbs up, share it on social media, tag us using hashtag Capital Music. Leave a comment as well if you can, because comments are very, very helpful to crowding new users that may share your interest and support our work going forward. Thanks again for tuning in. Have a wonderful week ahead. Stay positive, stay fresh, and until next time.